2: this is the ohio dirt track podcast my name is clint knight
1: and i am jacob Hort.
2: welcome back for episode 45 as we dive into march 2020 the race season is well underway we had more racing at lincoln last weekend uh some things coming up and we'll get to all of that but uh, uh jacob you didn't make it over to lincoln last week Did you stay in ohio this time
1: yeah i regret my decision <laughs> you do i do i I had a lot to do, just at work and at home, trying to get caught up on stuff from going to Lincoln the week before, and it crossed my mind, once they pushed it back to Sunday instead of Saturday, it's like, well, I have too much to do Saturday, but if they did it Sunday, I may be able to pull it off, and like I said, it crossed my mind, but I decided it was not in my best interest to go, and like I said, I... Immediately regretted my decision.
2: So we had a an unlikely winner over at Lincoln uh, this past weekend. Dylan Sisney uh, takes mm-hmm. first place there. Uh, we were just talking about that. Um, not sure anybody would have picked Dylan, but uh, that's a that's an awesome run for him.
1: Yeah, the the Fort Royal regular, you know, wanted to get out and go racing. And the at the icebreaker, he he didn't. He, I forget where he finished. It wasn't up front. That's all I know, but so it's it safe to say that he struggled in the icebreaker, and then for him to come back and just win at the track that he's not used to, I mean, that's, that's pretty darn impressive, and, and Dylan has gotten better each season, I feel like. I haven't heard a lot from him other than like the past couple years, but I, I think he's going to be a force to reckon with at Port Royal this year, and he, who knows mm-hmm. where else, I mean, he, Went to his non-regular track and beat Danny Dietrich and Brian Monteith. So, I don't know. It's It surprised me when I saw the results.
2: As you mentioned there, Danny Dietrich coming in second, Brian Monteith in third place at Lincoln on March 1st, last, last weekend. Uh, and then uh, you got some other results. You want to run through there really quick?
1: Oh, yeah. So, the inaugural Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series for the late models, that's um, – Six race miniseries wrapped up. They had, like I said, six races. I don't know how many they actually ran because of weather. We had a a first time winner actually in Pearson Lee Williams at Modoc Speedway on February 29th, leap day. They got that extra day and got his first win. And we saw Chris Madden come home with that title. Driving car wins the driving title. That's pretty convenient. uh, Good PR there for Driving. But Chris Madden probably won about half those races, I feel like. And we have to give a shout-out to, to Chris Ferguson, man. He he had some pretty tough luck this weekend. He, I think he said he only completed two feature laps between both features.
2: Yeah, it was uh, a rough showing for Chris, uh, a former guest on the show and a friend of the show. Um, tough luck, but uh, it's, it's a long season, and we look forward to seeing him get back out there and see what mm-hmm. he can do over the summer.
1: Oh, yeah getting that bad luck out of the way early on.
2: So we're, we're pulling for you, Chris. <laughs> and then
1: looking at the ASCS 360s, they were at Canyon Speedway kicking off their season on the 28th and 29th, Friday and Saturday. Friday we saw Robert Covington take home the win over Gio Selzy and Justin Sanders. And then Saturday, the 29th, ASCS regular and now all-star rookie Sam Hayford Steve Jr., Goes out and wins. Still asserts that he's one of the best. And then we had Justin Sanders on the podium again, and then Harley White in third. And looking at Justin Sanders, that guy's good. He's he's one of he's won a lot of races the last couple of years. He's up near the top in California, if not the uh, most decorated guy the last couple of years in California.
2: Yeah, And Sam Sam Heffer-Teef Jr. is going to be somebody to watch this year. I, I know I've I mentioned that several times uh, on the show already, but um, I, I think he's going to be a guy to watch in 2020. I think we're going to see him win quite a few more races as we get into the summer.
1: Mm-hmm. As we'll see how that uh, the 360, tra- 360 to 410 transition goes again for Sam. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. And then we have the USCS down south at Hattiesburg Speedway in Mississippi on the 28th. And to absolutely no one's surprise, Mark Smith won. I'm pretty sure he is undefeated with the USCS this year. I mean, I don't know if this is a race where he, like, lapped up the fourth or not, but dude just wins. Yeah. Like, I, I, if I'm him, I'm never leaving the South. He's just if
2: finding the front just, every week.
1: Yeah, just annihilating the field. Uh, Florida regular, Danny Martin Jr. in second, and then Connor Leffler in third. I believe that rounded out most of the competition from this weekend, this past
2: weekend. A lot of racing coming up uh, on the weekend, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna move towards our interview this week, and we will we'll give you a list of all the events that are coming up uh, once we wrap up our interview. Um, but we're excited to have a, a, a first time guest on the show, which I guess most of our guests are first time guests. Well, yeah, have we had a repeat other than? Yeah, We've had a few repeats, but anyway, first-time guest on the show this, this week, um, Mr. Jeremy Elliott from SprintCarUnlimited.com. Uh, Jacob, you you, you know Jacob, Jeremy pretty well.
1: Oh, yeah. Jeremy and I, we got hooked up there at SprintCar World Championship when they attempted to run that race back in May, late April, May, May or June. Late May, early June, I think. And then I ended up covering... All-Star Speedweek League Forum on SprintCarUnlimited.com, and then that just kind of morphed into me kind of covering Ohio for him. You know, he he wants to expand out here a little bit, and um, I'm definitely happy to be a part of that.
2: So you've been writing, uh, you wrote for most of 2019 on SprintCarUnlimited.com. <laughs> um, got a lot of material out there written by uh, Mr. Horde Race Watcher, if you follow him on Twitter, <laughs> Jacob Horde. So. That's me. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into our interview here with Jeremy Elliott so we can learn a little bit more about the website. All right. We are on the phone with Jeremy Elliott from Sprint Car Unlimited. Jeremy, welcome to the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast. We appreciate you joining us for the first time here.
0: Well, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure.
2: How's everything going in Pennsylvania this week?
0: Uh, well, the weather looks good for racing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, in the 50s. You can't complain about that. Uh, a little wet earlier in the week, but other than that, everything's everything's going pretty well.
2: Looks like Lincoln's going to get three fortunate weekends in a row. Yeah, that doesn't happen
0: often. In fact, that <laughs> hasn't happened for quite some time. I think last week's uh, second race was the earliest it's ever been. So yeah, I mean they're do- they're doing well. You have to you have to wonder what March is going to bring or what April is going to bring because you know how this goes. It always seems to equal out.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I told Cole Macedo earlier this week that, you know, since he's coming to Ohio, you, you can't rule out snow until the end, or until All-Star Speed Week, really, over here.
2: All-Star Speed Week?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you never quite know. Especially with how last year went. <laughs> Definitely rain, that's for sure. I don't, I think you'll be good for, all, uh, for
0: All-Star Speed Week. But uh, you, you just never know. I, I think you know i'm one that believes uh the weather weather's shifting so I, I don't know we'll see but maybe we get a year where maybe it's just one of these years where you don't have much rain you don't have much snow and and uh, we're fortunate or i should say race mm-hmm. fans are fortunate yeah
2: and we get a lot of racing
0: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, for me uh it's going to be a lot of racing no matter what and whether whether I want it or not, <laughs> so I don't even really think about it and uh, just just do what I have to do. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, speaking of that is that is your job. I mean, with SprintCarUnlimited dot com, I mean it's a it's a full time job for you. So, if you could take a minute and and tell us a little bit about SprintCarUnlimited.com. dot com, give us uh, you know some history of it and 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 what is it. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I used to work for Penn Live in the Patriot News, which was a daily newspaper. I covered a lot of different things, whether it be uh, girls' field hockey states to, to the NFL and racing and all kinds of other different sports. And I just, you know, got to the point where obviously I think a lot of people know what, what the newspaper industry like. And there were a couple of things I, I didn't like that were happening at the newspaper. So I for a long time, I thought about doing something different as far as a racing-only website. And then I just kind of, on a whim, I got mad one day at something at the newspaper. And I said, you know what? The hell with this. I'm going to do it. And so <laughs> it was a, it was a Thursday, I think. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then I called Colton Gauss, who is the general manager of, of Babs Motor Speedway at the time. And uh, I, I, him and I are friends. And I knew PRI was the following week. And I said, you know, I'm going to do this. And then he said, well, you should go to PRI. And I'm like, you know what, I am. So I called the newspaper, and <laughs> I, I didn't tell him anything yet. And I, I just said that I'm going to take some vacation because i had a ton of it and i went to pri so four or five days later i after making the final decision i went to pri and i didn't have anything but i talked to some people i knew out there and got it rolling and here we are going into our fourth year we cover sprint car racing across the country i mean uh, jacob uh, who, who does a good job covering ohio for me um so that's that's a positive, you know. We try and get as as much content as we can. I think last year we had like 480 stories total, something like that. 480 posts, whether it be a, po- a podcast, video, you know, something like that. And uh, you know, we're going strong. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how it started, and that's where I'm at.
2: And you're you're based in Pennsylvania.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm based in Pennsylvania, but I do get out a lot. Like I get mm-hmm. to Eldora. Kings Royal, Uh, I'll be going to Jackson this year. I go to the World Finals every year, Knoxville Nationals, 360 Nationals. I get to Eldora for Let's Race 2. I go to Florida, obviously. Uh, I met Jacob, actually, at the Spring Car World Championship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get get out as much as I can and and get as much coverage as I can. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And I I saw you in Indianapolis this year. at PRI, Yeah, so.
0: that's right. I was out at it. now. Yeah, if you're if you're any kind of business in this industry, you got to be a PRI. It right. is truly a, 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 just a bevy bevy of information contacts for me getting advertisers obviously, and uh, you know just to kind of rub elbows and, and get breaking news because just because I'm based in central PA, I, I want news from all over the country. So I make a lot of calls. I spend a lot of time on the phone, uh, which is probably why I'm divorced now. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's definitely a full-time gig, whether it be getting content or talking on the phone or, or, you know, finances, backend stuff. There's just a lot that goes into it, but mm-hmm. you know, I could be a ditch digger and, and be unhappy. So, uh, I like my job and you know, we're just going to keep on plugging along. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it doesn't sound like you sleep too much. Uh,
0: no, I do not. <laughs> I, I will be up. In fact, uh, I, I, do once in a while cover other sports for people. kind of, especially high school wrestling, which is huge in central PA. So tonight mm-hmm. I'll get everything done that I want to do for Thursday, Friday, because I'm going to do state wrestling championships tomorrow. Um, uh, and what should be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I will not be at Lincoln. I will have somebody covering Lincoln okay. for me. I will be at Port Royal, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I will not miss Port Royal's opening. <laughs> how many? How many races do you get to a year?
0: <sighs> well, rain is rain has killed me the last two years. So uh, usually in the neighborhood of ninety to hundred. Okay, it's it, it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot of different things and a lot of different tracks and. You know, I we. I'm based in Central PA, so obviously that's the bulk of the coverage. Mm-hmm. But I get out as much as I can, and I'm. By the way, I'm looking for a writer in the Midwest, and I'm looking for a writer on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And anybody listening, anybody feel they you know I, I will uh, I'll pay him <laughs> as Jacob knows. <laughs> yeah, as, ja- as Jacob knows, and uh, you know, like I said, Jacob you do a great job in Ohio. And that's very beneficial. And, and the rest I pretty much do myself, coast to coast. So, yeah, I'm pretty busy.
2: So I guess we should talk about the fact that we we started this podcast uh, a week before we saw you at the Sprint Car World Championship in Mansfield uh, last year. You know, kind of the same thing. We just dove right in. Um, and Jacob and I had met uh, and, and had been talking about racing online. And... Uh, I, if I remember correctly, I just sent him a message that said, "Hey, man, I, I want to start a, a sprint or a, a dirt track podcast, and yeah, let's just try this thing, see what happens." Mm-hmm. Um, the night that we saw you at Sprint Call World Championship, that would have been episode two. We recorded it in the press <laughs> yeah. that night, something like that. Something like um, that. <laughs> sound quality was terrible back then. Uh, I think we've come a long way. We've learned a lot. And uh, in this episode here, episode 45, um, we're very excited uh, to announce that we've come to a partnership with SprintCarUnlimited.com, with, with you, Jeremy, and um, we are going to be uh, locating our podcast. Uh, the podcast will be presented by SprintCarUnlimited.com on your website.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great addition. Uh, one of the things that I really think is important in the sprint car world is Ohio. I think there's four places. I think you got Pennsylvania, Ohio, the Midwest, and you have California. And I, I thought it was important, you know, talking to Jacob and what he's doing out there, and then meeting you, Clint. It was I. It became apparent to me that it would be kind of cool and kind of be good for the the fan base of SprintCarNlimit.com to have you guys as part of the platform. You guys go do a good job, and uh, I think it's a good addition. To the podcast I do every week as well, and uh, like I said, it was, it's just a pleasure to have you guys on board. I'm looking forward to it, and and looking forward to growing both both our platforms.
2: I'm very excited to to get the opportunity. You know, uh, it, we're gonna we're gonna kind of blend blend our audiences here is the hope, um, and ho- hopefully, you know, have a have a little bit broader scope for both of us, uh, and, and put some efforts together. So, a couple of logistics that we we should name. Uh, or or tell you about really quickly is that um, the show will now be at com. uh you will still be able to most of you are, we can see from our analytics that most of the listeners for us are, are clicking through our social media whether that be facebook uh, and twitter to listen as the episodes are posted on facebook and that will take you directly to uh, the show at com, and you'll be able to listen there uh so those of you who are describing subscribing on apple tunes or google podcast uh the show won't be there um but it will be hosted. Uh, sprintcardunlimited.com and you'll be able to click the link and listen just like you just as easily as you normally would. Mm
0: -hmm. I think another important thing is for your listeners to know is it will be free. Um, I have a pay website. It's $45 a year. I mean, you get a ton of content for it. Um, And you also get a free t-shirt if you purchase a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically $3.17 a month. But the important thing is that the Ohio Dirt Track podcast will remain free. You will be mm-hmm. able to click on the links off, whether it be social media, whether you come directly to com, You'll still be able to get the Ohio Dirt Track podcast for free. It will not be behind the paywall. Uh, but check out the the rest of the website, the exclusive content. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we did the math, and I think it's about, what, 12 cents a day for sprintcarlimit.com? Yes, and 12 cents a day. <laughs> and, I mean, you said you had over 480 posts last year, and it's really content that you really can't get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a little different. I mean, some of the race results you can. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I do take pride in that I bring a, a more, I would say, professional background as far as writing and covering events. Um, but we have a lot of breaking news. I think uh, mm-hmm. the the amount of breaking news we had in the off season was was really good. We had the David Gravel story first. The Ian Madsen, uh the CJB stuff was big. We wrote mm-hmm. three stories off that before anybody had it. Uh, we had a lot of different different things uh, that that were going on in the off season or silly season as you want to call it. We also have Australian coverage. In the off-season, I have a a guy down in Australia, Scott Templeton, who does a fantastic job, and he covers the World Series of Sprint Cars for me. And then, you know, again, we just have, you know, stories from all over, whether it be features. We do One of the popular things is Top 50, Mm which comes out every Monday, and that is basically 50 news and notes, little nuggets from whether it be one or two sentences, on stuff that happens around the country a good catch-all for anything that you know might you don't know like why let's say donnie shots drops out of a race and you don't get why he dropped out it'll probably be in there mm-hmm. or you know how many any kind of streaks stats laps led all kinds of little interesting things so it's it's a lot of content hopefully uh our our readers find it very interesting find it very worthwhile and no, and, and again, it's, it's just a pleasure to have the Ohio Dirt Track podcast as part of that, uh, even as a, you know, as a free content thing to uh, anybody who wants to listen.
1: I'm saying, speaking of that top 50, I, I do have to say that was probably one of my favorite things. Just like you said, it was all those little news and nuggets that it, it made life a little easier if you needed to find a sad or something for a story.
0: Yeah, I, it it takes a lot to yeah. that all, all those stats <laughs> together, um, because I have uh, I, I have a bunch of Excel spreadsheets, and uh, I get definitely give my I carry three computers with me, and the the reason is because I have one that does I now have one that does video and I can, I can cut overlays and do all kinds of neat things there. I have one that I write stories and another one that has Excel spreadsheets on it. So I just don't want to. Burn one of them out. So, yeah, it, it, it's a lot. It, it is popular. It's, it's something Jerry Regal, uh, who was a, a mentor of mine, a, a really good friend of mine. He's no longer with us. He uh, he died when he was 42. It was about six years ago. He had stomach cancer. But he used to do that for Airy Auto Racing News. And it's just something I picked up and I ran with. And it's something I wanted to bring back to the sprint car world.
2: So let's talk about uh, now that now that we've talked about that, we've we've made the announcement uh, <laughs> that we made an announcement about we we're <laughs> going to make an announcement as everyone else does. Um, so that's that's happening this week. Uh, episode 45 will be both on the normal platform uh, and com. If, if I believe. Is that correct, Jeremy? Yes,
0: it will be on both both yours and mine and then next week making the transition over mm-hmm. to to just the the dot com
2: so let's talk about some racing now uh, if you if you still have time to do that
0: I have plenty of time
2: <laughs> so now that we've uh we've got the season started officially um what are what are a couple of things you're keeping your eye on here as we kick off 2020 any any drivers or any uh team things that 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 pop to the top of your mind right now?
0: Whew. I mean, that's a loaded question. There's a lot. I know one of the things I was talking about today with uh, a prominent crew chief who, who I talked to a lot, you know, this, this time off that the world of outlaws had between Florida and March, uh, which two weeks from now, between their the next race in Texas, I think we don't know how that's going to shake out. It's it's like Florida was a year ago. Almost it's, you just don't, everything that happened in Florida, you know, Brad Sweet's dominant, Donnie struggling a little bit, uh, shark racing, and, and specifically Logan Schuhart having a good stretch and being second out all points. I almost think none of that matters now because it's like, it's like the season didn't start yet. Uh, Florida normally, you can't take anything out of Florida and use it anywhere else or apply it anywhere else. But this year, I think that's even more so because it's, it's like six weeks. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see what happens when that starts up again. Uh, Logan Shuhart ran in Pennsylvania two weekends. So I think that's that's something that maybe helped him. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, these guys aren't allowed to run anywhere. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I think Ian Madsen's an interesting story. That is best Florida ever. He had, think, mm-hmm. like four second-place finishes out of seven races. He was leading at Volusia before he really made a monumental mistake and uh, <laughs> destroyed a car, Yeah, you know, battling uh, mm-hmm. for the lead. So, you know, Brent Marks is a big one. You know, he had a horrible Florida. Had a lot of motor trouble. And we did a shop tour with him. I'll be releasing that on Friday where I talked to Barry Jackson a lot about that topic. A beautiful shop. If you get a chance to, to see that shop tour, CJB Motorsports, it, it's, it's, it's quite an impressive shop. But uh, we talked about the motor stuff going on there. That, you know, they're going to run poor oil this weekend. They, they really didn't even get a chance to work on chemistry because they had so many motor issues in Florida. So I think that's kind of the, the, the bulk of it. I mean, in PA, it's the same. Danny Dietrich is, is the class of the field. And I think there's a lot of subplots, but his dominance, is, I think, is going to end up being the story in PA this year.
2: That was one of the things we talked about on the show last week was, you know, to Florida or not to Florida, to Volusia or not to Volusia because, because of the gap, you know, is it, is it relevant? But I, you know, I think, I think the, I said it last week and I'll say it again. I think the event is for the fans. It's a destination race. Um, and it's, and it's always a good week, you know, uh, it seems to be, but is it, uh, is it beneficial for the teams? Is it too hard for the teams financially?
0: I think it all depends who you are. I know Danny Dietrich is usually horrible in Florida, and he goes down just to knock the rust off because he doesn't go to Australia uh, for a team like you know. Now, obviously, the World All All teams have to because their season, their points begin at Volusia. The All Stars, you've seen all. We've seen All Star guys not run that event. I mean, Aaron Reitzel two years ago didn't even go to Florida because he couldn't. He wasn't ready so because he got to this deal together with Boffman Motorsports in December. So he didn't go to Florida. Didn't obviously hurt his performance any. Hmm. So I just think it's what you make of it. Um, I think for some it's good to knock the rust off, and then there's others where it, it's not good and you can fall into... You know, you can fall into problems whether you get behind on motors, junk a couple cars. Like, Brent Marks, as bad as they did down at Volusia with the motor issues, they if they don't go down there, maybe they have those motor issues later in the year, and then that's tougher to get out of. They've had six weeks now to work on it. Do some stuff. I do know they have a, they have. Uh, I wouldn't say another deal in place, but they're, I, I know some things that are going on behind the scenes there, and they They're going to try some different things. Maybe if they don't go down there, they're doing that in April and May and that's not good. So I I think it's what you make of it.
2: So it's 50, 50. Yeah. Jacob and I disagreed and you, you're kind of down the middle there. So I guess it's 50, 50 Mm -hmm. on
0: that. Well, I'm curious, Clint, which one, which side are you taking?
2: I I say, I say you got to keep it. And I think, you know, it is a world of outlaws event. Um, and it's it's a, it's a destination event for the fans, you know I mean those are the ones the the fans are the ones buying the tickets uh, It's a historical event. Um, I went to it a, a long time ago if i didn't live so far away i'd be there every year if I was still living in georgia uh i I think you keep it um because you know, I, like you said, it's it's it can be detrimental for some. It could be beneficial for others. It's racing, you know, and that's you could say that week to week. Um, but yeah, I think it's an event that's important to the sport.
1: What about you, Jacob? What are your thoughts? I, I disagreed. I said that. I mean, we you and I had talked about it a little bit, Jeremy, before that. You know, it just kind of seems like we go to Volusia to blow up motors and destroy cars, and no one <laughs> and no one kind of. Everyone just kind of brushes it off to the side because hey, sprint cars, you know. But it, I understand that it can happen at any time. but just kind of seems more prevalent at Volusia. Uh,
0: I, I think you. I mean, I'm not. I would never question having the event. I think that. I, I think you. When you use the word event, I think mm-hmm. that speaks for itself. Now, whether you choose to go, that's buy. That's to me. That's buyer beware. That's. Mm-hmm up the individual team. As far as having it, you absolutely have it because it, oh, yeah. it draws. Yeah. <laughs> Being down there, the, the, the Friday, Saturday is, is huge. Um, they may, Obviously, they put those stands up for a reason. They can fill them. So mm-hmm. it's just whether you decide to go or not. And, and by the way, the car counts dropped over the, over the years. But you still have 30, whatever odd cars, 35 cars, and, and luck. We, do we care that, you know, a team that, uh, a middle-of-the-road team that get, goes or doesn't go? No. We care if the stars go. Sprint right. car racing, I don't care what anyone says. It's built on stars. That's why we're not watching 305s every week. That's why we're not watching 360s every week. 410 is the top fuel of sprint car racing, and it's stars. And that's what people want to see.
1: That explains it. <laughs> that's I mean, uh, just, just my I mean, opinion <laughs> that, that's it's, it's what the people want
0: well I always say this you know Lincoln Speedway used to have a eh, up until last year I believe they did have a 358 sprint car only show well they have other tier divisions on it but 358s were the headline I could have crashed a 747 in the stands and not hit anyone <laughs> that tells me <laughs> That tells me that they care about 410s. Now, mm-hmm. other areas of the country are different. I mean, that's going to be different. The Midwest, I think 360s draw. Uh, I think 360s draw down here, lower Midwest. And I think three o five. they have that 305 nationals that does very well. Uh, but that's not a 410 area either. I think when you start getting into these 410 areas, it's about stars. Mm-hmm. It's about Danny D. It, trust me here. If you ran four tens at Seelands Grove, we're going to see it this year, Because the Sealands Grove has some conflicts with Lincoln. Uh, they're running a, they're running a race against the outlaw race at the Grove and against the all-star race at Lincoln. I, I I know that their car, their crowd is going to be off because you don't have Danny Dietrich, Lance Deweese, Brian Monte, all the big names. You're not going to have them. There.
2: So, Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Ohio really quick. Um, as as someone who is outside of Ohio, uh, who do you who are you interested in four ten drivers? That, who are you interested in seeing hitting the track this year? Who do you think is going to be uh, the ones to watch in Ohio?
0: Well, it's, it, you guys are in a in a kind of unique, in my opinion, a unique kind of situation because I don't think you have somebody who's just so. Much better than everybody else. That they just run away and win fifteen races. You have, you know, Chris Andrews. You have Cap Henry. You have, uh, boy, Byron Reed. You have, um, all those guys that are kind of all the same. They and you have guys. Last year, who had the most wins in the area? What they that five, six?
1: Something I think like Cole that. Duncan- Cole Duncan, I think, had eight or nine, if I remember. Yeah, right. Cole Duncan because he runs Atomic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that Attica
0: Fremont deal—that's a great deal. Uh, that Attica Fremont challenge, I thought, was was fabulous. I thought it; uh, it was close. Look at look at the points—they were close. I got Buddy Coford in there, who anytime he races, I'm I'm a guy who's going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Even I hate midgets, and. I'm even paying attention to midgets now. so, <laughs> so uh, I, I think you just you have so many guys out there who can win. and I think that's, that, that's something that Ohio should be proud of. There's a, there's a lot of on any given night, you have six, seven, eight guys who can win, nine, ten guys. You just, mm-hmm. you just never know. So uh, I think Cole Duncan's one of the most underrated drivers in the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've said that many times. So um, it's going to be interesting. Ohio, I'm anxious to see how it all plays out this year.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like I'm looking at some stats from last year, and, you know, Buddy Kofoid had four wins. Cap Henry had five. Cole Duncan had eight. DJ Foose had five. And then Aaron Reitzel had seven. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's those are your top guys. You add in Dean Jacobs with four, and I think Donnie had three with the Outlaws at Eldora. So, I mean, I could go through, and there's probably I know we ran winners at one point, but I can't remember. I can't remember how many different winners that we had last year.
0: Well, and I think that's important. Uh, I think fans like variety. I mean, I like dominance, and I know when when Freddie Raymer won like 13 in a row or whatever it was at Lincoln the one year when he was back in the Al Hamilton car, you know, you want to see that dominance, and you pay to see somebody beat him. Mm -hmm. And I think that draws fans. But I also think if you have good racing, which I think you guys do, and you have different guys who can win, when you have four, five, six different guys who can win, I mean, Kale Connolly's going to be there. Mm-hmm. He's not running full time All Stars. Uh, you know, you're going to have, like you said, DJ Foose throw him in the mix. And you just you have a lot of
1: guys out there who can do some damage. And uh, it, it's kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we got some guys kind of stepping up as well. You look at TJ Michael, Trey Jacobs, guys like that. You know, they both knocked off their first. Or ten wins last year, and I kind of expect him to do more of the same this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. that's, again, that's, that's also an interesting, you know, who's coming up? I think you, you, I was looking at some of your 305 stuff. You have some guys in three hundred five that might start moving up at some point. Now, that'll mm-hmm. just add to the mix. I think you have, look, Colmacitos is coming from California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that pipelines worked pretty well so far. Now he's in the Jay Kaiser car instead of the 11N, which you know the new Meister car. But how well does Cole Macito do? I think is a major story, major storyline in Ohio mm-hmm. this year, uh, as well as when Buddy Kofoid comes back and runs.
1: Oh yeah. So which I know makes Jacob happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime we get to watch Buddy run, I mean, it's just he's just fun to watch. He's super talented. Mm -hmm. I saw
0: him, and I was telling Jacob this off-air the one day, I saw Buddy Kofoid run, was it uh, three years ago? Almost three years ago now in in California. I took a trip out there the first year I was was doing the website because I thought it was important to kind of get in that market. And... Uh, you know you can look at guys if you if you're watching a lot of sports and covering a lot of different sports and seeing a lot of athletes you you can see that it factor buddy Kofoy has that it factor he doesn't come from a lot of money he he is the shot caller uh, you know here's the a lot of people don't know it's not like his parents were out here making decisions for him he did it he's super talented and he has a good head on his shoulders, and I, I think he can go far. So mm-hmm. seeing him come back and run a sprint car is always a treat.
1: And I think he's going to win a couple of races when he comes back. Oh, yeah. And there 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 might be some interesting nights at the Linder household when Buddy and Cole are both there <laughs> doing whatever they do. <laughs> Video games I was, or something? I, I was yeah, told right. there might... I was told there might be bunk beds. I'm not sure. Though.
0: <laughs> uh, that's disturbing to me.
1: Definitely. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the California Orphanage, located <laughs> in Fremont,
2: Ohio. I didn't want wow. to say it.
1: <laughs> it only—it was only a matter of time.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, we we aired our opinions last week, and we kind of got some tonight as well. Uh, so, Jeremy, what's what is one of your opinions about uh, sprint car racing that people may not know?
0: But they don't know. I'm pretty vocal, so they, they <laughs> probably pretty much know. I know one that I can tell you one that's not popular. popular. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I don't think it's in as great a place as people think it is. I think it's in an okay place. I don't think it's in a bad place. The, you know, everybody talked about, and Jacob, you were there, Lincoln Speedway. Mm -hmm. on the opener. It was full.
1: Oh, yeah. You couldn't fit anyone else in there.
0: Well, I'm going to put Jacob on the spot. This (laughs) little clinical like this. How many people do you think were there? Um, For the icebreaker? For the icebreaker.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) I would say 3,500 to 4,000, maybe. You're a little light. Okay. Li-
0: I, I, expected you, I expected you to go high because most sprint car fans go high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody, somebody was saying 11,000. Oh, my. And I, and I said, okay, first off, uh-huh. Williams Grove's biggest crowd is ten eight ever. Mm-hmm. And, and Williams Grove's twice the size. Well, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. almost twice the size of Lincoln. Here's my, here's my take on the sport in, in general. I think the big events are thriving. Mm-hmm. They are huge. But I think we're a little like golf in towns. I think the weekly shows struggle I, from what I see in central PA, from some of the conversations I have around the country, uh, even in California. It, weekly, it, it, again, it's thin. It can be thin. The bigger I don't know how it is at Fremont and Attica. I'm not Sure. Jacob doesn't tell me. I think he's keeping me in the dark. <laughs> but, I
1: mean, but, I, it depends on Attica. Attica, in the early season, I mean, you could get 40 cars easy, but once it kind of settles down, if it's like a non-all-star show, it's usually about 23, 24 cars. And then Fremont kind of depends, but there were some races last year where they had 13 or 14. But what about the crowd? Uh, Attica is usually pretty full i I don't know a number off the top of my head but i would say fremont was a little light last year
0: see i I think people
1: save their money for the big events
0: and i do Mm -hmm. like pennsylvania has too much race Mm -hmm. i know jacob's head just popped off
1: but i i said it last week okay well i thought you (laughs) you guys race you guys race (laughs) weekly more than the all-stars do in a season
0: Oh, easy, and I think that's a problem Because I think the economics don't work for anyone And when one track decides to take off Another one just adds another race So you're mm-hmm. not taking any away So, look, I think To, to kind of sum that up I think the big events do very well The Kings Royals are a monster the Knoxville Nationals is a monster Jackson Nationals is huge I'll be going to that for the first time this year Speedweek shows here are big. Outlaw shows are big. Those special events are big. But I think your your weekly show, the stuff in between there, I think it struggles a little bit. And I think it struggles with car count. Our average car count, I think last year's Lincoln, with non-sanctioned shows, they're all under full field. That's a problem to me. So I I think the economics don't always work out. And I think... We, here, here's the other thing. And I, I had this discussion today. Somebody said, Dirt Track Racing is doing better than NASCAR. I said, Oh, really? Do they have a TV deal? <laughs> he said, No. And I said, Okay, that, the discussion ends there. <laughs> mm-hmm. TV's king. Mm-hmm. And Spring Car Racing doesn't have a TV deal. So, you know, I, I love Spring Car Racing. I'm also real. I'm, in the, I'm in the realism business. So
2: I'm not in the mm-hmm. real <laughs> I think, I think that would be something interesting for us to track, you know, as best we can in Ohio and then, you know, get back together into the season and, and look at it and see, um, you know, how does, how does Ohio stack up from to some other, some other places? I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think especially Attica, Fremont, Wayne County, um, Waynesfield. I mean, I think those weekly shows are pretty well attended with fans, but I would be interested to pay more attention to that, uh, so that we could, you know, kind of look at it at the end of the year and see where we, where we really stand, mm-hmm. The real, you know, the realistic side of it, instead of me just going, Oh, it looks like there's about 6,000 people here, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. I learned to look at crowds differently because, you know, when you cover other sports, when you've been in an NFL stadium, um, and, and that's, I'm just fortunate enough to do that. Uh, I'm just fortunate enough to, that I had the luxury of covering those things. It's, you know, and I think that's helped me. Because I used to think that, too. I used to think, wow, you know, there's, oh, this is 15, 20,000 people. Well, no, it's not. So then, of course, I did some research on the seating and how many seats are, you know, are in a facility and, and other things. So it's a harsh reality. And that, by the way, I'm not saying sprint car racing is bad. I'm just saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think we could do better on a lot of things. I Believe me, I have a laundry list of those opinions. <laughs> and, and I think but we're moving in the right direction, but I think something definitely needs to be done with the cost, both at the gate and as far as in the pit area. And, and I think there's some things we need to do to make it better. And I think there's thing. And one of the things you always got to keep in mind, Spring car racing is always reactive instead of proactive. That's mm-hmm. racing in general, and I'd like to see that kind of flip to proactive more. Mm-hmm.
2: So before we uh, before we wrap this up, uh, we've we've asked you a lot of questions. Do you have any? Do you have any questions for us? I You've, I know you've thrown a couple at us, but uh, <laughs> do you got anything that uh, uh, I'm almost scared to ask this question? But uh, <laughs> any questions that you have for me, or for Jacob or myself. <laughs>
0: uh was Jacob gonna cut his
1: hair. I mean, what did, did Jacob cut his hair yet? I mean, is he going to mean, that com- compared to the, at this point last year, my hair is darn short. Oh, okay. Unless right. you're Just looking quiz- at my unless you're looking at my Rico mullet hat picture, <laughs> I confused both my grandmas into thinking that was my real hair. <laughs> um, let's see. My, uh, you know.
0: I'm always curious to hear opinions out out of you guys. I, I'd like to know what what tracks do you favor the most. I mean, that's kind of a loaded question because you really shouldn't favor any of them. Mm-hmm. But um, is there are there? I, I know Jacob loves Buddy Kofort, so I won't ask him his favorite driver. <laughs> we won't, we won't Clint, where do you go? I, Clint is kind of an anomaly to me. I don't know much about Clint. <laughs> where, where do you where do you go to races the most and and i know you have a lot of yeah i know you have kids so that makes things difficult but yeah. uh where do you go what, what do you what, what?
2: I, I was the last couple of years i've been a little bit limited because my you know my kids are younger and i do have four of them um but i you know my my most common tracks uh in the last few years have been eldora mansfield attica and wayne county um I I am definitely going to get out to Fremont and, and Waynesfield this year. Um, atomic is on my list, so I want to round it out this year, but you know, I, I really enjoyed all of those tracks. I wanted to see Mansfield succeed. We pulled really hard for them. It just didn't happen. Um, but I, you know, I, I love Wayne County and I love Attica. It reminds me of, those tracks remind me of, of where I grew up in South Georgia. Um, but they have sprint cars instead of just late models <laughs> and heavy <laughs> stocks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I do
0: got a, I got a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. What is, what do you like best about Ohio racing? Or what do you think is the most successful part of Ohio racing, sprint car racing? And what is the least successful and needs to improve?
1: Okay, I I'm gonna start like the most or the most successful part is I think we have great racing. We we look at Attica. We we have Attica who you can probably have ten or twelve guys who show up and can win. We have you know Fremont and that's the best the best in Ohio in my opinion. You know Attica Fremont those guys. And that's obviously not a you know dig on the wayne county Sharon atomic guys but when when the all stars come in when the outlaws come in you know it's usually the attica fremont guys that are you know kind of giving them a run for their money so i like i said i think we have some of the best racing in in the country
2: I think we've got some of the best talent in a concentrated mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Um I mean you look at teams that don't have I well I it's kind of ignorant for me to say this but I mean they don't have they're not huge budget teams but when when the All-Stars come to town or even the Outlaws come to town I mean they you know they they put on a show. With them. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that has a lot to say it says a lot about the the level of talent that we have right here uh, in, in Ohio.
0: Mm-hmm. Now what's um, the, what's, what could improve or
2: what
1: needs to be better in Ohio? Um, I, I think it's cliche, but I want to see the outlaw somewhere other than Eldora. You know, we, the outlaws go to Eldora, what, six or seven times this year. And we have one Attica date. Like we have, we have a lot of other fantastic tracks, you know, I, I look at Sharon Speedway, you know, that's practically in Pennsylvania, but technically it's in Ohio, so we're going to claim it. Sharon's probably on its way to becoming one of, the, one of, if not the most premier track. It has great facilities. The surface has been pretty great this past couple of years. And I remember my first time there, I got for, it was Ohio Speed Week in 2018, I think. I got to watch... Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson do battle. And it was one of the best races i I had seen that year. And they keep making improvements. It's it's I I don't understand why the outlaws don't go to other places. I mean, I can kinda understand, you know, some of the places they don't have the facilities, they don't have this or that. And that that I get, but like, man, we have a lot of untapped places here in Ohio that could probably, you know, really show off our locals.
2: I think. I think um, as far as opportunities that we that we have in Ohio, you know, we've got so many, uh, we've got multiple circuits, points circuits running, and in, in a concentrated area, um, and that creates a lot of scheduling. Uh, mm-hmm tension not tension but complications and i think we oh Ohio does a pretty good job of that but i'd like to see a little bit more diversity in in, in when we run our races you know mm-hmm. I, every saturday race doesn't have to start at seven thirty at night um <laughs> we you know so run on sunday run some day races on sunday uh spread it out a little bit uh and and so that you know so that fans who are, you know, who could go to a track on Friday and Sunday or Saturday and Sunday um, can can do that and and not be at the track until 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will have to I have to say most of our track management time wise in Ohio is really good. I've, I've been to very, sh- very few shows over the years in Ohio that went till one, two. But I have been at the track till three thirty in the morning. We won't mention that, but, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I think track management is pretty good. I think if we had diversity in, in when the races are, are occurring and run some on Wednesday night, we've got a short race season. I mean, if, you know, if
1: Atomic's think, running on Wednesdays this year and Thursdays. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Baps so, Motor Speedway runs Sunday night here and Thursdays sometimes. Mm hmm.
2: But so I know I get you know mixed reaction on that. Some people are are going to be. I, I had some people chiming on on Facebook and Twitter already this week. I saw who was it was uh, T.J. Michael had some things to say about it, and who else was? Anyway, Nate, Nate Dussel so, Yeah, gave his talking, opinion. Yeah, day races, and um, you know, I, I think I think we could do a little bit better at that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not surprising once we're in like the heart of race season to have. Like four or five tracks running a four ten show on Saturday night, like that's that's mind boggling to me. You know, we'll have Wayne County, we'll have Atomic, we'll have Sharon, we'll have Fremont, and we'll have like Muskegon or Portsmouth or somewhere random. That's they're all racing on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, that doesn't seem. I know here we have Port Row and Lincoln, and they're really close. Mm-hmm. Uh we're about an hour and a half apart. But yeah, that I I would find that to be a problem. As for the outlaw thing, Jake, I think well, yeah, I mean some of it they have this thing or they like to pedal this theory of oversaturation. Mm-hmm. And you have seven shows at El Dora and you have one at Attica, which is eight in the region, so to speak. We mm-hmm. have uh, nine, I believe, uh, nine or ten in the region and I know BAPS Motor Speedway has expressed an interest. But remember it's
1: Twenty five thousand dollar nut. Right, get them. I know. And so. I look at I look at like Wayne County, and Wayne County when they bring the All Stars in, like that's basically standing room only when the All Stars come in. So, yeah, you know, everyone says, you know, we want the Outlaws of Wayne County, but if I'm Wayne County, it's like, man, if I can get standing room only with the All Stars, why bring in the Outlaws and spend all that extra money?
0: Yeah, you're saving uh, sixteen grand because I yeah. think All Star sanction fees nine thousand or it was at one time. you know, deals. I know each series sometimes makes deals, so with no deals made, I, I can understand that. I mean, why pay mm-hmm. a purse of forty nine thousand five hundred when you can pay a lot less and you're still packing your place? Right. So, so I, I get I see it. both sides of it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh, definitely uh, a lot of moving parts,
2: mm-hmm. and that that brings up another point. I mean, one of the one of the most amazing things we have in Ohio is the fans. Like you, you, we talked about what the numbers are like, but you know I see a lot of the same people at Wayne County that I see at Attica or at Eldora, <laughs> even. You know, we the fans in Ohio travel, um, and and they will go to see it. And that may be true in all other parts of the country, but um, I've I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've seen the same people at all of those tracks I mentioned earlier uh, in just a matter of four to five weeks' time. Mm
0: -hmm. It is. I mean, Pennsylvania is kind of the same way. I think. uh, Again, I think these are these are big regions, and I think one of the keys for any region is talent, good fans, and high profile races. Mm-hmm. And I think, the you know, like I said, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and uh, the Midwest, and, of course, California. California is the best young town in the country, and I don't think it's mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. I, I I think we see that when they come out of California. So um, I think you need all those components, and you have the biggest area, and you have the best racing, and you have the best fans. So uh, it's it's definitely interesting. And, and like I said, to having you guys aboard for – As part of the website and having a a bigger presence in Ohio, which I think is one of the premier regions. It's it's definitely something that I, I strive to do on the website. Mm
2: -hmm. We are excited to, uh, to, to join what you've already built. And, uh, and like I said, you know, we can join forces there and, and, you know, marry some of our audiences and, and bring our goal has always been to, Uh, is to promote the sport, bring good content, and we're excited to to be a part of what you're doing because we we already know uh, you've you've been at this for longer than we have, and you got good content, and we're excited to see what 2020 has for us, man.
0: Well, I definitely appreciate it. I'm I'm glad to be associated with you guys, and I look forward to the partnership.
2: Jeremy, Elliot, thanks for coming on the Ohio Dirt Track podcast this week, and we'll be talking to you a lot more soon, I'm sure
0: yep no again i appreciate it and it was a pleasure to be on all
2: right talk to you soon yep thank you As always, we're coming to you from the home of the Ohio Dirt Track podcast in the St. Pete District Studios, downtown Mansfield. St. Pete District Studios is a full-service recording studio that can meet any of your recording needs. Rob will get you in and get you taken care of. Rock and roll, gospel, jazz, opera, heavy metal, you name it, they'll record it. Even commercial or podcast needs. Rob has clearly made major improvements to the sound of the Ohio Dirt Track podcast, and we want to share that with you as well. So for booking Email Rob at robinrecorder at gmail.com or find them on Facebook at St. Pete District Studios. So that was uh, it's awesome to get on the phone with Jeremy Elliott. Obviously, we've been talking to Jeremy quite a bit uh, over the last few months, um, working on uh, on making this connection and this partnership here. Uh, we're excited to be moving to SprintCarUnlimited.com. Just a quick reminder that uh, this episode is on uh, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast. SoundCloud, all of the things that you're used to. Um, but starting next week with episode 46, uh, you will be able to click on Facebook in the link or Twitter in the link, uh, and that will take you straight to the podcast on um, SprintCarUnlimited.com, and you'll be able to stream it there. So we appreciate all of you guys uh, for continuing to tune in with us. And, and we're asking you to make this move with us and, and stick with us uh, through this change. And we are, it's it's going to be better. It's going to be awesome.
1: Like we mentioned, it's going to be free.
2: Yeah, so, and it's free. Yep. It's free.
1: <laughs> so, Still yeah.
2: free. No, nothing changes but where we are. That's yep. it. Yep. You
1: just
2: got to click on a different link. So um, having said all of that stuff, we got some races coming up here. Uh, a lot of racing coming up this yeah. weekend.
1: We got, uh, I don't know, I, I'm not going to count because I can't count that high.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> so starting Friday night, March 6th, uh, the ASCS is out in California. They get into their second weekend of racing with the national tour. They're at Merced Speedway? I don't know. Merced. I am going to call it Merced Speedway. And also on Friday night, not to be confused with the OSCS, we have the USCS at Chatham Speedway. I believe that's in Louisiana. We'll see if Mark Smith can win another. And then the USCS is at Chatham as well on the 7th, that Saturday. Lincoln Speedway over in Pennsylvania, they are going for their third race of the season, which is crazy to believe, on the 7th as well. That will be a day show. Also on Saturday we have the ASCS boys back at it at Placerville over in California. And then the USAC Midgets uh, get back on track indoors at DuCoin over in Illinois. And uh, apparently I have the whole the whole Buddy Coford thing going on, so we can watch Buddy Coford race on Saturday and as I well.
2: Seen, um, uh, mad Max McLaughlin has joined Koontz. Has he uh, yeah, and I wonder if he – I think I saw that on Twitter today. I okay. wonder if he's going to be at that race. He
1: might. I, I've seen everyone's on Keith Teens here lately. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> And then on Sunday, we have the Fort Royal season opener. And that to be about 60 degrees and sunny. So you know where I will be on Sunday. And then the ASCS also races on Sunday as well out in California at Petaluma Speedway.
2: So, three straight days of racing from coast to coast there California, Mm -hmm. Louisiana, we think, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. um, Illinois. Illinois. uh, And who knows where else? Probably no. Yeah, there's probably stuff going on.
1: There's going to be stuff in Texas, Oklahoma, Australia, Florida. There's racing everywhere.
2: Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for episode 45. Uh, And the. Ohio dirt track podcast Um, will be coming to you next week on episode 46 Mm -hmm. uh, from com. but you'll still be able to listen just like you normally have. Social media will not change. Make sure you keep sharing that. Uh, Share our media posts as much as you can. So everybody that doesn't listen to episode 45 can get the news and they will know where to find us on episode Mm -hmm. 46. And we'll Um, be sure to tell you on
1: Twitter as well.
2: Yes, we will make an official announcement on Twitter. Um, and you're going to see some new graphics yeah. so a little bit already mm-hmm. but um, a new look for the Ohio Dirt Track podcast presented by SprintCarUnlimited.com
1: we're, we're just here to squash the numbers that we are not covering drag boat racing
2: right no <laughs> drag boat racing um, we're still talking dirt tracks in Ohio alright with that <laughs> get out get dirty and support your local tracks